The Ice Bath on ABC Grandstand Digital. And uh, ABC Local Radio on this Sunday afternoon, online on the World Wide Web as well, abc.net.au slash grandstand. This is Julian Abbott, good to have you along. We'll go back to Mackay shortly, we'll get a wrap on the Raiders game uh, this afternoon. Full-time, the Raiders beat the Cowboys uh, 26 points to 18. At Newcastle, they beat the Dogs 18 points to 12 in Mackay this afternoon. Uh, we heard the naming of the New South Wales origin side uh, just before. Laurie Daly, the coach, has just spoken on that side. A couple of extra players have been named, Aaron Woods, James McMahon. Anderson Boyd Cordner uh, from the Roosters, the Knights and the Tigers there. Uh, they've been added uh, to cover for possible injuries to Paul Gallen and also Jared Hayne. We know Jared Hayne won't be playing for Parramatta against Manly tomorrow night, but here's the Blues coach, Laurie Daly. Yeah, um, uh, Paul Gallen, uh, we all know he sustained that injury in, in Game 3. Um, he's in a moon boot. Um, we'll have another look at him tomorrow. Um Probably won't expect him to do any running in the early part of the week, but hope hopefully by Thursday, Friday, we'll have a good indication of whether he'll be ready to go. Um, Greg Bird uh, injured his ankle. Um, again, he's in um, a moon boot. Um, the first assessment on Greg was that it may be a week or two. Um, spoke to Greg. He seems to think um, he'll be right. So, um, and um, um, the other guy, J- uh, Jared Hayne, uh, hamstring injury, not playing tomorrow night. Uh, again, uh, speaking to Jared, he thinks that uh, uh, he'll be right. Uh, but again, um, you know, he'll have to be running, you know, by Wednesday, Thursday um, at, at full speed, uh, given it's a hamstring injury for... Um, for us to uh, to use him the following week. Yeah, um, James is uh, in good form. Uh, he's been there before. Um, when we uh, looked at the uh, the CVR, which is the contribution value rating, um, he's the best in terms of um, what he brings to the table with the wingers all wingers in the competition, um, uh, he's playing well um, and uh, he adds a bit of size um, out wide and um, if anything happens to Jared, well, uh, James will uh, will come in. Uh, I think um, certainly by the weekend. Um, you know, and, and to have these other guys not knowing, um, um, you know, when they come in, basically they'll have to prepare as if they're going to play. Um, given it's our three most experienced players, uh, three leaders in Greg, uh, Gal and, and, and Jared, um, uh, we'll give them every opportunity to be right. But uh, at some point there has to be a cutoff, and I'm assuming, mate, Putting me on the spot now to be, you know, probably Friday. Were you involved in the fitness test of Jared today? No, I wasn't, mate. No. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I believe. No, I haven't. No, I haven't spoken to. Um, last I spoke to Haynes, he was uh, yesterday, um, and uh, he didn't think he'd be right to play on on Monday, um, but uh, he definitely thought he'd be right. 
uh, Wednesday week. So um, I'll give him that opportunity and we'll assess him tomorrow and, and have a look at some of his scans and um, see where we are. And is there, um, guys and standby, is it purely a matter of woods for Garland, Oh, look, that's that's what we're thinking, um, but nothing's concrete there yet. But yeah, that's probably more than likely the way we'll, we'll go. You mentioned earlier yeah, three more experienced players. Fair to say that you probably wouldn't take as much upon them if it wasn't them? Oh, yeah, that's probably fair. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty important members of the team. Um, and they're pretty influential and uh, they're good leaders to have around the group. So, um, yeah, and given what they've, they've done, um, they deserve the opportunity to, to have every chance to, to be right in, the, in the, uh, the biggest game that we've played in for a while. So um, we'll, uh, we'll see how they go. The way your team was named, Jared on the wing, is that, is that the, if he is fit, that's the way he's going forward? Uh, yeah, I think Josh could handle the wing too. Um, and I would assume that um, we may see both of them playing fullback at, at some stage. Laurie, Nathan Merritt, um, unlucky, doesn't get another chance. Yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, Nath um, uh, doesn't get another chance. Um, but we're excited about... Um, you know, Jared being back in the team and uh, hopefully being right. Uh, I think he's he's proved that he's a, a great origin player um, and when you've got someone like that uh, to come back in your team, uh, you make a make a, uh, a position available and, and Josh Dugan was player's player in um, game two. So, um, Even that's... Jared, you won't get another shot. Sorry? Even without Jared, they won't get another shot. Uh, well, at this stage... Um, Probably not, no. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how things uh, pan out. Um, I'm not quite sure how James McManus pulled up after today's game. So um, you never know. you be changing much, Laurie, as far as preparation? No. No. No, it'll be, it'll be the same preparation. Um, um, and that's why we've you know, gone back to um, James and Jared coming back into the squad is that you know, they're familiar with uh, the goings-on and uh, what's required. So uh, for us, if we got, you know, some new guys there that uh, can get into the system straight away from day one, I think that's an advantage for us if we need them down the track. How difficult will it be for you going into a game of this magnitude with three players where you're not sure if they're going to play or not? It's hard enough to be cleansed at full strength. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a challenge, but um, that's the exciting thing about it, you know. That's... The, you know, it's, it's state of origin, it always tosses up um, different scenarios and you just got to accept it and, and move on. Um, I can't, uh, can't wait to in, embrace the challenge, I can't wait to get back into camp. I'm hoping the players will be, um, and I know they will be, so um, yeah, it's just, 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 uh, it's just a good opportunity for everyone to, uh, to uh, create their own little bit of history. How about injuries I spoke to him, he said the initial report was not a ligament, but he jammed um, uh, some compartment in his, in his foot. Um, so he, he said that they've told him it would be a one to two week injury. and um, Yeah, so that's all, as far as I, I know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does James know already? No. No.
No. I, I, it was one of those things that, um, and it's like Nathan, I haven't told Nathan, but um, given that they've got a game to prepare for, and um, yeah, I just don't think it's fair to the... Um, to the uh, the teams on the on the day of the game that they either get a, a call up or a or a uh, phone call to say that um, you know they've missed out on selection. Um, he's a guy that can play tight and he can play on the edge, um, and he's a guy that uh, brings some size. Um, he's playing in a team that's going really well, um, and I think that's important. To, if you're going to pick players, you've got to pick them in form, um, and all these guys. Um, uh, playing some really good football and he's a guy that uh, has got a big future in front of him um, and even if he doesn't play in this game I think it'll be uh, valuable for, for his experience going forward uh, because he's, he's the future and he's someone that'll be, uh, be a member of the New South Wales side if not in game three then uh, certainly in the future. Yeah, yeah, um, again um, He's a, he's a really good kid, Josh. Um, it's a difficult position to, to be that fourth reserve sometimes. You don't know when you go on. You, you don't know where you'll go on. Um, um, and given that, you know, we didn't want to make too many changes um, and everyone can bounce back into camp and, and know what's required. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a terrific kid and someone who will... Um, who we can use um, really well if, if given the opportunity. Was Ferguson still stood down and not available, or you just thought given he might be? No, I think he stood down till the 16th of this month, um, so he wouldn't would have been able to have any sort of contact or training with the with the group. So um, he'd be a pretty special player if he uh, <laughs> was able to be selected with no training and no, no preparation. But, um, yeah, no, that's how it stands with him. Uh, that is uh, the New South Wales coach, uh, Laurie Daly, with the announcement this afternoon of the Origin squad for the Blues for Game 3, the decider coming up uh, in Sydney on Wednesday week. Uh, no Nathan Merritt in there. The addition, though, of Aaron Woods from the Tigers, uh, James McManus from the Knights and Boyd Cordner from the Roosters. Uh, James McManus uh, found out this afternoon when Laurie Spina went up to him and said, congratulations, you're in the Blues squad. And he went, am I? So there you go. Heard it first on ABC Local Radio, did James McManus. Uh, and uh, Jared Hayne has been named uh, in the Origin side pending a fitness test, as has uh, Paul Gallen, uh, the captain. And uh, Hayne has been named on the wing with Dugan there at fullback. I'm pleased to say that Tim Manor from Parramatta uh, joins us on the line now this afternoon. Now, Tim, welcome to the ice bath. And uh, Jared Hayne is in the New South Wales side, but he won't be playing for you tomorrow night against Manly. Yeah, it would have been great to have him tomorrow night, but uh, he still needs a little bit of work on his hammy before he's right to go. So I think it's a matter of just putting the state first and hopefully he can get right for that. So it is a state before club for uh, Jared? Uh, well, I'm sure the medical staff have, uh, have his best interest in their, in their mind. And um, yeah, he's definitely not right to play tomorrow. So it's not a matter of him putting the state before his club. It's more of him just trying to get his hamstring right. And it is a pretty important game for New South Wales though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's big time. It's been it's been a long time coming. So, you know, as a Blues fan as well, you know, I think all of us want to see you know, the best possible team out there, and um, everyone wants to see a result. So, hopefully, we can you know get Jerry out there, and he's, he's a big part of uh, New South Wales playing well. And it's a little bit of inspiration, I should imagine, as well for the rest of the, the Parramatta boys too. Yeah, definitely. You know, we you know we stand need much more um, motivation at the moment. You know, we've lost. You know, for a few weeks now, it's you know we need to start 
getting some performances together where you know we can be proud of and the fans can be proud of. So that starts tomorrow night. It's been a great week. Um, we had the bye last week, so mentally everyone just really freshened right up and he's um, really looking forward to playing tomorrow. Well, the round, uh, it is um, every week now for you because you've had your two buys and uh, your Monday night football record is not too crash shot. You've lost seven of the last nine Monday night games and you've lost seven of the nine at uh, Brookvale as well. So uh, the stats are stacked against you. Yeah, well, you know, I think stats uh, can't always, you know, you can't always read too much into them, you know. Um, you know we've just got to make sure we just treat this game, you know, the best we can and have the right attitude when we turn up there, Um like I said, you know, we've got a, we've got a very young squad and everyone's really looking forward to getting out there. Um, we haven't played. It's been a while since we've played and everyone's just um, chopping in a bit to get out there. Has the drama of um, a few weeks ago when all those players were cut, has that sort of died down and it's now a case of getting on with it? Yeah, definitely. I thought the boys handled themselves very professionally. Um, you know, obviously, some of the guys were, you know, would have found it a bit tough, but you know, full credit to them, the way they handled themselves, um, they could be very proud of themselves and... Yeah, you know, as one of the senior players, I'm really happy with how they've um, come through it and the way they've been training the last you know, few weeks has been incredible. So hopefully we can start putting that training that we've been doing on the paddock, on the footy field and getting some results. It'd be nice to make your mark on the back end of the season though, wouldn't it? Uh, Grant Bell, the former Cowboys coach, is with us this afternoon. Grant. Yeah, look, he's just packing away the, oh, the gear at the moment, the He's just uh, yeah, madly grabbing his I'm, headphones. He's with us now, mate. I'm there, mate. Uh, Tim Manners with us this afternoon, Grant. Sorry, Julian, you just caught me a bit off air. I was just saying that we've got Tim Manor on the line this afternoon. I thought you might have a question. Yeah, now, I, I think one of the interesting things for me, and I was, I was interested just to hear the comment there that the, the Parramatta guys have got about their business and uh, and refocused, but from a, a New South Wales point of view, Tim, and having been in the mix, the refocusing after probably uh, in some ways a correction in Game 2, I think, and, and both sides will now go into Origin 3 on, on, on pretty much an even keel. How do you feel the New South Wales guys will, be, will respond after such a strong showing in, in Game 1? Yeah, you're right. I think it's, it, is, it is a bit of a clean feather at the moment. Um, I think after Game 1, you could tell Queensland you know, were hurting. You, you could tell even the way the Melbourne Storm played the next week you know, with, their, with their big plays, you know, putting in a huge effort. They, it was always going to be a tough game up in Suncorp. But in saying that, I think you know, Laurie's the right man for you know, to get the boys focused on getting, getting a result. You know, from what I've heard from Jared and a few of the boys in camp, um, the preparation's been great. And, you know, I think if they can get a bit of a repeat to the start that they had in game one and, you know, repeat that effort, you know, they're going to be very hard to stop. Um, Tim, what, what's the mood of, of Ricky Stewart like week to week? Is he's he hard great. to get along uh, with sometimes or is he, is he good to get along with? Yeah, he's really good to get along with. He's, he's, one of the, he's really one of the boys. He, um, you know, he's... He's a winner and he hates losing, which is you know what you want from your coach. But at the same time, he um, you know, he he knows we're a very young squad and he's you know, he wants the club to be you know, in the best position possible. So he's really trying to rebuild the club. Um, and I think that's what we're doing. We're heading in the right direction. And you know, I think sometimes it's a bit frustrating for the fans as well as you know as well as the players when when we're going through tough times like this. But you know, I think if people understand what he's trying to build and um, the direction he's taking the club, you'll see the, end, the light at the end of the tunnel and know know that um, you know, we're heading in the right direction. Well, what do you say, though, when the fans talk to you? And I know you talk to a lot of them and whatever, and they say, when are you going to start winning again or when are we going to be a solid side again? Can you understand their frustration, though? Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, it's, for, for a fan, it's obviously been tough, not only season, but you know, the last few seasons have been pretty tough on them. Um, you know, we had a few coaches come in last few years, and you know, I think every coach has tried to you know, do their own rebuilding phase. So, 
I think it's important for the club to uh, just be patient. And I know it's it's hard to ask patient, uh, fans to be patient because you know me being a fan of other sports, you know, I hate I hate being patient to see you know results. But uh, I think the fans just have to realise that we're doing everything we can. You know, it's not like we're not trying, and we and like I said, we are heading in the right direction. And um, when the good times come, we'll enjoy them even more. And what about just quickly, Manly tomorrow night? They they really know how to attack, don't they? They do. They're very dangerous, and they come with a few losses as well. So we're going to make sure we're on our game and playing the best we can. Because you know, if we're not if we're not turning up, they're going to be very very hard team to compete with. Yeah, they're sitting fifth on the table at the moment, uh, heading into the game tomorrow night. I know you've got to go. We'll let you go. But thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks so much, guys. All, All the best. Uh, Tim Manor there, and uh, they take on Manly at uh, Brookvale uh, tomorrow night. This is Grandstand on your local ABC. Earlier on this afternoon, uh, the Raiders, uh, they had a win over the Cowboys, 11 in a row now at home, 7 from 7 this season. Uh, the crowd there this afternoon, 10,515. Uh, with a report on the game, here's Tim Gable. Well, the Canberra Raiders have defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 26 points to 18 here at Canberra Stadium in front of just over 10,000 fans. The Raiders led 18-0 at halftime. They scored tries through McCrone, Papali and Saluma and then Jonathan Thurston after half time scored a converted try 18 points to 6 New York, the sense the Cowboys were coming back into this game Robert Louis scored soon after and suddenly it was 20 points to 12 before Anthony Milford scored a remarkable try used his incredible pace and footwork to run 60 metres after a Raiders scrum win to score a try it was converted 26 points to 12 and Antonio Winterstein scored a converted try right on full time to make it 26 points to 18. That was the full time score. Alongside me is the former Raiders skipper Alan Tung. Alan, 3 2 1 firstly, and then your assessment of the game here today. Yeah, I gave three points to David Shillington, two points to Josh Papali, and one to Josh McCrone. And David Shillington, I thought his first half in particular with, uh, with Dane Till set up the victory for the Canberra Raiders this afternoon. I thought they got forward and they all played on the back of that Glenn Buttress out of nine and also Josh McCrone. They just fed on that momentum that those big men um, you know, ascended for them in that first half. Well, the Cowboys, I didn't think they were too bad in the opening exchanges. They just couldn't handle the big men rolling forward there. Uh, in the second half, they came out, they threw the ball around. Thurston was at his best. Louis was chiming in. Tate, they were doing everything they could and they got back into the game uh, and the Raiders looked like they were a little bit shaky there for a period but they got back in control of the game and the solo effort by Anthony Milford in the 78th minute was was a real highlight to finish the game off. Uh, for the Raiders, it was a much-needed victory. After a couple of losses, they go into a bye now, and they cling on to that um, position not far out of the top eight there. So a uh, really important victory for them and for the Cowboys. Well, they need to uh, bounce back. They play the Sea Eagles at home next week, minus their origin stars, and they're just clinging on to trying to make that a final run to get into the final series. So an important victory for the Canberra Raiders, the Cowboys back to the drawing board. So 3-2-1, Alan? Three points to Dave Shillington, two to Josh Papali, and one point to Josh McCrone. Thank you, Alan. Alan Tung joining us in commentary. Of course, the Raiders have got the bye next weekend. In the under-20s here today, the Raiders 34 defeated the Cowboys 32. But full-time, 26 points to 18 in first grade. The Canberra Raiders over the North Queensland Cowboys. And the Raiders have now won 11 in a row at home here at Canberra Stadium. It certainly is a fortress in the nation's capital uh, for the Raiders, uh, a formidable force at home, but 
They just seem to have travel sickness uh, when they leave uh, Canberra. The Raiders now sitting in 10th position on the table uh, with 18 points. Uh, the top uh, table at the moment looks like this. Uh, South Sydney on 28, the Roosters on 26, uh, the Storm on 25, the Sharks on 20, Manly on 19. They play Parramatta tomorrow night. Uh, the Knights with their win over the Bulldogs this afternoon. They have moved up to 6th uh, position on the table. Uh, the Panthers 7th on the table with 18. The Titans with 18 and 8th. And then the Bulldogs on 18 on 9th position there. Uh, the Raiders on uh, 18 and 10th position. Uh, the Warriors on 16. The Cowboys on 14. The Broncos on 14. The Tigers on 14. Uh, the Dragons on 12. And Parramatta sitting in last position on 10 points. Let's hear from the Cowboys coach now, Neil Henry. It's tough coming down to the, the nation's capital at the best of time, but when the Raiders out enthusiasm in the first half, especially in your forward pack, that must have been fairly hard to take. Yeah, yeah, it was. Look, they certainly uh, jumping out to that 18 18-0 lead. Uh, you know, that first we got held up over the line, and then they got that try you know, off John O's kick charge down to go 90 metres. That's sort of a bit of heartbreaking there too. But, but really, uh, you know, Papali went through our line, and we didn't didn't clear up a bomb that they got a late offload on. So look. Yeah, we weren't on the money defensively today. Uh, we weren't aggressive enough with our first up contact, and you're right, they, they rolled fairly well. You've had issues winning on the road this season, just like the Raiders. Are you going to be able to remedy that to get your team into the finals? Well, we, we need to, don't we? We've only got really uh, we've got six at home and two away so, um, to finish, so we've, um, we've, got, uh, we've got Penrith away and, and the Sharks away, so mainly at home at the back end of the season. But you know, it puts us in a position where the Manly game's quite crucial next week now. We play the home game going into the bye, so you know, they'll be without origin players, we'll be the same. So I expect us to be probably without four players, so um, hopefully they pick Glenn Stewart and <laughs> as well, so uh, might deplete them a bit. But look, we, we just got to control what we can control, and our game wasn't good enough tonight. You're missing Matty Bowen at the back, but uh, Clint Greenshields look absolutely fantastic for you today. You'd be fairly happy with his form. Yeah, look, I think he's, uh, he brings the ball back well, didn't he? He made some good metres, he supports well around the ball, but look, we're, we're just disappointed in our defensive effort. Uh, really good allow 18 points at half-time. We put it, put us you know, back to the wall, sort of, uh, second half, and yeah, we just still came up a bit empty there. For them to score, or uh, Milford to go through off a set piece off the scrum, it's a one-on-one -on -one miss, and uh, that, that put us to bed. Do you feel that uh, Louis giving Thurston enough support in attack? Oh, look, look, I think he showed glimpses today. We, we, he was on the ball and, and playing OK. He's, he's still feeling his way, but you know, we were a little bit too lateral and I think thought there was uh, a lot of pressure on Jonathan, so we didn't quite get our options right in the last place. Was it good to see James Tame back out there today? Yeah, it was. You know, look, Jimmy's. Um, you know, we probably expect him to get selected for for New South Wales, and uh, he'll he'll go away. But he's been, you know, full of energy and uh, you know doing his best for this club footy. Conversely, was it good not to see Blake Ferguson out there for the Raiders? <laughs> well, he's, he's a handful, isn't he? And so, oh, look, I've heard that he's back at training, which is good, and it'll be a matter of time before he's back out on, on the footy field. It'll be good to see him playing footy again, and, and uh, he'll certainly be an asset for them, given that uh, you know, they've got a few injuries with Edric Lee and Earl and those guys, so they're outside backs. You know, to their credit, Joel Thompson did his job out there. You know, uh, Reese Robinson was still good on the wing, and Milford was great at the back, so you know, they've, they've got some good depth uh, here at the Raiders, and uh, uh, yeah, and, and they've, they've stood up today. And uh, you do have Manly next week. They've got a, a fairly fairly robust defence. How do you intend to get around or over that? Yeah, well, we're going to have to be a little bit better. Well, we'll have to defend it a fair bit better so we're not conceding the points we did today. And, you know, uh, you know, Foran will come up here. And, yeah, they've, they've been a solid team. We'll, we'll watch them with interest when they play uh, Parramatta tomorrow night. Thanks for talking, ABC.
Yeah, thank you. Uh, that is the uh, Cowboys coach Neil Henry there with uh, Tim Gore this afternoon at Canberra Stadium. Uh, a reminder, the coach interviews will be on the web shortly, abc.net.au uh, slash grandstand. If they're not already there from the uh, game this afternoon, uh, Dave Ferner will be on the web shortly as well. Grandstand on your local ABC. Full-time today, the Knights beat the Dogs 18-12. Uh, the Raiders beat the Cowboys 26 points to 18. I'm pleased to say the Raiders captain, uh, Terry Campisi, uh, joins us on the line now uh, this afternoon uh, from Fortress Canberra Stadium, Terry. Good evening, guys. It's a, that's what it is, isn't it? It's a fortress, 11 in a row at home. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, it's been holding us in this competition this year and, um, you know, we win another game at home. We've just got to you know, try and improve our waveform to, to be any, um, I guess, force in this competition. You do suffer travel sickness, don't you? Yeah, we do. And the, the worst thing about this competition is that the, the final series aren't here at Canberra Stadium. They're away <laughs> from home, so... If we want to, um, you know, contend uh, deep into this, um, you know, semi-final race, we've got to you know, quickly turn that around. Uh, you came out of the blocks well and truly this afternoon against the Cowboys. That first try was amazing, wasn't it? Off a Cowboys yeah. kick. Yeah, it was disappointing that uh, they got the restart. It was, you know, pretty windy, and Jonathan Thurston got that kick through there. But uh, yeah, I, I thought we defended our line, you know, quite well tonight, especially in that first half. And you know, we scored our points on the back of our great defence. Uh, we gave uh, the voting in the 3-2-1 for the Warren Ryan medal. Three to David Shillington, who had a blinder of a game today. Josh Papali got the two, and uh, Josh uh, McCrone got the uh, the one there. Um, Papali's like a mini Mal Meninga, really, isn't he? Oh, mate, I've, um, you know, I've been quoted a few times saying that he's the best young talent that I've seen. And another one coming up is that Tony Milford as well. He showed some um, outstanding, freakish you know, one-on-ones tonight, and... He was the one that wrapped up that game off the scrum, and I thought both of them guys were, you know, two of our best. Gambo, Tim Gable here. Tim, here you go, mate. Hey, mate. Um, Joe, tell you what uh, impressed me about the Raiders today was just the enthusiasm and the line speed, uh, uh, and that's been missing at times through the year, but just the determination, uh, you could sense it out there, and it's something that, I don't, I don't know how you sort of turn it on and turn it off, but it was certainly there today. Yeah, it was. Uh, we spoke about it through the week that, you know, we had a, a few injuries in our side and, you know, our depth was going to get tested. And I thought the young guy stepping in done a you know, terrific, terrific job and we're playing against, you know, the, two of the, uh, the form best front rowers in the game and Jonathan Thurston, you know, they had a great team and we knew if we were at any chance today we had to beat them with uh, enthusiasm and I thought we did that. The disappointing thing was the, the penalties and it kind of um, made us hold back a, a few sets there but then we, you know, got back on uh, to what we are doing best. There's three forward passes against the Raiders today and, and one pass off the ground as well. And things The rub of the green didn't go your way in that area. But, you know, the likes of Milford... Gee, I, I was talking to Dave Ferner just a moment ago out at Canberra Stadium. I said, you know, it's fantastic you can sort of unearth a player like this to play at fullback when you've got this massive injury toll and you've got Blake Ferguson out through suspension. Uh, to have a player like that who can come in and perform the way that he did today... 100%. I think uh, when we lost Dukes earlier on in the year, everyone was questioning you know, what's going to happen at the back. We've uh, got Reese Robinson and, and now you've seen Tony Milford today. So we've definitely got the depth at the club and that's the, the best signs, um, you know, stepping forward. And you know, I think, like I said, the young guys stepping in, you know, even Vaughan and Sam Matora coming off the bench, they were outstanding and matched it with the, the best players in the competition. And what about yourself? Did you feel pressure to run the ball more today? Oh, mate, uh, I said in the press conference, you know, waking up in the morning to, you know, thousands of text messages about some donate. It's not the, the wake-up call you want, but, uh, you know, I, I knew that I've, you know, uh, you know, been holding back the, the past two games. It was a bit wet, you know, the, against the Tigers and the South, and, you know, it made me a bit worried on me on my knee. But, you know, today I was 
just something about getting the boys around the park, getting to our kicks and um, defending the best we can, and I thought we'd done that as a mm. team. Was, it's gone, Tim. Uh, just about to say, Julian, uh, you're talking there about Josh Papali. Uh, he was just outstanding today in terms of running the ball. Uh, there's a bloke in under-20s who looks just like Josh Papali coming through Pangai. Okay. Uh, you've seen him play, Terry? Yeah, mate. I uh, you know, watched him with great interest before. Uh, before our kick off, and you know we get to normally go out there and watch the twenties play the first half. So, you know he's uh, yeah, definitely um, a freak, freak of a nature as well. And it'll be yeah. nice to have him in the near future. Papali on one side, and you know Big Tavita on the other. Be yeah, yeah, nice honestly, Johnny and Campo, he looks exactly like Josh Papali, and he plays like him too. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be quite. Um, eerie uh, watching the both in the same team. We were saying at half time though, um, uh, Terry, that when you watch Josh Papali want to ru- run away from you, he just he, lo- he carries the ball and he just looks like Mal Meninga. Yeah, he's, he's deceptive. You want to run the ball, you think, oh, run a bit faster, Papa, but <laughs> tremendous leg speed and uh, you know, how powerful he is. He's, um, he's a great athlete, and especially in defence, mate. He's you know, up there with the, the best tacklers in the game, and he can definitely put a shot on. Anthony Milford, is he signed for... How long is he signed for? One more year. One more year. Not long, not long enough. Not long enough, <laughs> I was going to say. So. Well, well uh, Julian, there is no, there's going to be an absolute battle for the services of Anthony Milford between the Raiders and the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, thankfully, he's very close to Josh Papali, and Papali has enormous influence over this kid, and the hope is, Terry that uh, that friendship stays in place and, and Josh continues uh, uh, to get into Tony Milford's ear and say, listen, Canberra's the best place for you to play. 100%. That's how you um, you know build a great club is, is around players like that and especially you know, both of them being only young fellas, I, I think you can you know, definitely build a team around them too going into the future. Okay, so you've got, you've got seven from seven at home, 11 in a row at home. How do you address this away issue? Oh, I'm not sure. I think um, you know we've just got to you know hold the ball when we're away. I think that's that's our biggest problem at the moment is um, coughing up possession. I think we haven't you know been completing anywhere near to what we have been at home. So uh, that's that's our main focus. But you know the next game's against Parramatta at home. So uh, don't don't look too far past that because you know they can come down here and you know embarrass us on our uh, home field. I blame the weather, Julian. I tell you why. At the start of the season, it was very hot, right? The Raiders played the Panthers and the Gold Coast. It was very hot and humid. Every time they go to North Queensland, it's too hot. Also, the last two games the Raiders have lost against the West Tigers and last weekend against South Sydney is wet. So it's the weather. <laughs> do, you, do you follow that theory, Terry? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. We've got to turn it around quickly. <laughs> well, you do have Parramatta. You've got to buy, then you've got Parramatta at home, and then you've got uh, the Dragons away the following. That'll be like old home week almost, playing the Dragons, won't it? With a number yeah, of Raiders great. playing in the Dragons Raiders. side these days. Walking a post session, isn't it? Raiders versus Raiders. All righty, Terry. Well, it was great to see you running the ball. There was a hashtag on Twitter, Terry run the ball. And uh, (laughs) good to have you on this afternoon. Great to have another win for the Raiders. Thanks for having me on, guys. All righty. Raiders captain uh, Terry Campisi. That's your theory, is it? The weather. Well, you've got to look for something, Julian. I mean, last year uh, they had problems playing at home. And so David Ferner booked them into the Eagle Hawk Hotel outside Canberra for a home game so that they could replicate the feeling of an away game, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> this year this year they can't win away from home. I, a very hard team to follow at times, the Raiders. When they're on fire, uh, I just love watching them play. And the likes of Anthony Milford coming through, Josh Papali in full flight, even McCrone running the ball at the line. It's, 
it's something that you know must uh, put a shiver up the spine of a lot of teams to see this team in full flight. Uh, but the problem is they're so inconsistent. Well, that's right. But when you talk about the Broncos chasing someone down like Milford, they'd be prepared to throw big dollars his way, oh, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, there's a tug of war almost at the start of the season for Anthony Milford to get him back from Brisbane down here, given that um, he was signed by the Raiders. They've extended that contract by another year for next year. But uh, once he comes on the open market, and hopefully he won't come on the open market, I'd like to see the Raiders lock him up long term. And there's a couple there that I'd like to see them secure for, for beyond next season as well. Well, the Raiders do beat the Cowboys 26 points to 18 this afternoon. The Knights, they had a win over the Bulldogs, uh, 18 points to 12. South Sydney and the Warriors coming up uh, very soon from Perth. A kickoff in around about uh, 55 minutes' time from now. We'll have full coverage of that game this afternoon. We'll just stick with the Raiders theme shortly. Uh, David Ferner, the Raiders coach, uh, that'll be on the web shortly. abc.net.au slash grandstand is the place to go there. But I'm pleased to say uh, the Raiders chief executive, Don Ferner, uh, joins us on uh, the line this afternoon. Don, uh, welcome to... uh, the Ice Bath on ABC Local Radio. Uh, good to have you along. The final six weeks of the draw came out uh, a few days ago. And, um, well, the Raiders, if you're a fan of Canberra and you don't have pay TV, you'd feel as though you've been dudded once more by the host broadcaster, Channel 9. Yeah, good afternoon, Julian. Good afternoon, Tim. Yeah, look, it's something that we're, we're certainly come to expect. Um, it doesn't mean that we're happy about it. I mean... Everybody that you pick up the papers and they talk about how what an exciting time team we are. We throw the ball around, we play positive football as we did today. Um, you know that's even without some really good attacking players out there. We play great footy and we can never get on. And I think when people talk about Parramatta getting four games in the last six, um, you know, on on free to wear and thinking they're not going to make the semis, it's just uh, it doesn't add up. So it's it's disappointing. And uh, I think certainly our fans. Um, should be disappointed as we are and, and certainly our players are I mean they like to play on free-to-wear footy and um, it's uh, it's certainly nowhere near equitable what sort of dollar value does that add playing on free-to-wear football sponsorship wise well thankfully we've got great sponsors and they and they stick with us through thick and thin and that's a that's a positive for us but you know w- without a doubt the Broncos for example can sell their you know their, their sponsorship and certainly their uh, their strip for a lot more than we can because they're on you know, 20 times a year and I think the average viewership on free-to-air versus pay TV is um, sort of six and seven times the amount, and um, that's in terms of total viewership. So, you know, you just you know you want to get on there. Those young guys like Anthony Milford and Josh Rapali, they want to play on free-to-air, and they want to be seen by as many people as possible, and likewise to our sponsors. So, it's disappointing. Um, we get great coverage and, and great support from Wind Television, but unfortunately, Wind Television is not Channel Nine, and um, you know the, the the Western suburbs and and the Parramatta's rate. You know that that's that's where they that's where Channel Nine are. They're in Sydney, in the western suburbs of Sydney, and that's what rates well for them. But it's disappointing, and um, it's it hasn't changed for the last five or six years. No matter how well we play, and no matter how many wins we have. Well, the thing is, I guess the commission is now in place. There was an argument before the commission started that listen, once we get a commission up and running, uh, it'll be fair and equitable in terms of television coverage. That hasn't turned out to be the case. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I mean. It's not fair and equitable. Uh, you know, Eighteen games versus one games for, for similar teams, and, and, and uh, it's frustrating. Well, you're, talk, you're talking about the Broncos there with eighteen games, aren't you? They're, now, they're I mean, sitting. They're sitting in thirteenth position on the ladder. Uh, you're in tenth position on the ladder. You're winning. The Broncos have got to win six of their last eight. They've only won six this season, and in the last six rounds, they get four Friday nights, a Sunday, and a Thursday night. 
Yeah, and that's exactly the team. Or you, you talk about par- the Parramatta's who who can't make it either, and that's when it gets frustrating. You know, when it's eighteen to one, um, and I, you know, we could be in the top four now. We could be in the top position now. Realistically, we still wouldn't get many more games. That's the frustrating thing. So um, we just got to keep hammering away. We've got to keep winning. We've got to make the semi-finals to make sure that we get on Channel Nine. That's the only way that we can get on Channel Nine, and um, you now hopefully our our fans vote with their feet and come out and watch us live um, out here at Canberra and uh, and um, obviously you can watch us on pay TV. But it is frustrating and uh, frustrating for the fans and, and the players and uh, and our sponsors. Don, just on another issue, Blake Ferguson's out through suspension at the moment, yet there are other players playing in the competition, you know, obviously under a bit of a cloud as well in, in terms of police investigations and have been charged. I just wonder whether or not the, the Raiders might approach the NRL and try and get Blake Ferguson back playing earlier than, than this current ban extends to. Yeah, well, we've got a bye next week, Tim, and um, certainly we've been working very well um, with the NRL. We've been open and cooperative with them. Um, I know Blake's been down last week and the week before. We've been talking to Anthony Mundine quite regularly, so um, he knows what he has to work on, and so do we. And without a doubt, he's at his happiest um, when he's training and playing footy, and um, we need to get him back into that as soon as possible. Um, and I think he did his first couple of sessions uh, during the week yep. with the Mountie side. So we'd like to see him back sooner rather than later. I, I can't comment on the other cases. Um, but but, but th- what I'm saying is that there seems to be, um, I, I don't know, a, a sense of different rules for, for some and different rules for others. Yeah, well, look, I, that's not the case, but as, all I can do, all we can do is work hard with Blake and the NRL and keep... Um, correspondence happening with them and hope to get him back on the field as soon as possible. Um, you know, as I said before, you have Blake Ferguson and Jack White and Sandor Earl and Edric Lee, very exciting outside backs, um, all very young and um, athletic, and we throw the ball around with them out there. So the sooner we get them back, um, the better we will go. Maybe we'll get some more Channel 9 games, but we certainly <laughs> want, want Blake back as soon as possible um, because people love watching him play, and, and that's when he's... He's, he's, he's at his best and he's, he's happy when he's with the team. And uh, I like to make the point that he, you know, he's been really good with us since his indiscretion earlier in the year and um, came out of our environment. And uh, that wasn't under our tutelage or under our observation and come out of our environment and, and um, you know, slip back again. So we like to get him back here with the, the people that he's comfortable with and, and, uh, and get him back on track. Uh, you copped a uh, big fine uh, for salary cap breaches uh, the other day. Is this going to put you in the same situation with Ferguson out this year? Yeah, well, look, it's, it's always hard with injuries and you know you have to play the players that come up and take their place. Um, and, you know, certainly at the start of the year, you might never budgeted for that. So that's where you get caught. And you get caught in the following year. So as... Uh, the salary cap is a mystery to a lot of people. It's uh, certainly a necessary evil in our game, but it certainly has some triggers in there which are hard to deal with. And, and, and part of that is you know, the bonuses that young players, you know, Paul Vaughan, for example, or, or Sammy Saluma, those guys that might play more games than you probably budgeted on at the start of the year, it clicks over next year and, and, uh, and that's when it can catch you out. And, um, you know, I... Um, well, we sort of we sort of knew that was coming, not as high as it was, but um, there's not much more we can do about it. Um, it's certainly not a case of us having hidden any payments or done anything untoward. It's just 
the way the salary cap had worked out with certain bonuses, and we've got to live with that, and we'll move on. You're going to be uh, moving heaven and earth to uh, retain Anthony Milford. Uh, look, you know, I heard Tim speak before. Anthony's been in our long-term plans. One of the frustrating things for our club, which I've been saying for a long time, is we are a great development club. Our 20s won again today. They're on top of the competition. Um, it does frustrate us immensely that other clubs don't do much work in development. Um, sit back and wait till somebody bobbles up, and hits 22 or 21 or 22 or 23, and and the six or seven years of development work that you've done with them, you get no uh, recompense for. Uh, and it's pretty easy to sit back and just pick the eyes out of the Canberra Raiders. And um, he certainly won. You know, the Jack Whitens and those young guys, Paul Vaughan and all those guys that are stepping up. And, and our 20 side again, as I said, they're, they're on top of the competition. And um, our biggest battle is keeping our best kids. And, um, you know, we're going to fight hard as we did at the start of the year with uh, with um, Josh Papali. We'll be fighting just as hard for Anthony Milford. Can I say that you're probably the best-kept secret not on free-to-air TV? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe speak to Channel 9 about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, um, we've got to make the semis to get get more Channel, Channel 9 games, and that's what we intend to do. But you'll be taking it up again, a little bit of equity? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, as I said, we, we just... Well, when you have, sit down there with one free-to-air game, the Warriors have got two, uh, the Sharks have got four, you, you've got a right to feel aggrieved, haven't you? Yes, and we feel that way every year and we bring it up every year and it's uh, the same answers so it is frustrating um hopefully you know we can we can garner that uh, that feeling and uh, and and turn it into some wins and then play in semi-finals and make channel nine put us on and uh, that's what we intend to do all righty well um strive towards that and uh, don ferner thanks for joining us this afternoon Thanks, Julian. Thanks, Tim. Okay, uh, Thanks, Raiders, uh, Raiders boss there, uh, Don Fern. It's an uphill battle for them, isn't it, Timmy? Well, a part of the problem is, Julian, because they're not on free-to-air TV, uh, he made a very good point there. Young players coming through want to be on TV. I mean, that's how they showcase their talents. If they're not on free-to-air, it's hard to, to attract people to clubs like the North Queensland Cowboys, uh, the New Zealand Warriors, even the Sharks, as well as the Raiders, if you're not on free-to-air. It, it makes it very, very tough. And um, it's, it's a constant battle, isn't it, uh, to try and get more television well, coverage? Well, I, I had a few messages from Broncos fans this week on Twitter saying, you know, I'm a Broncos fan, but I'm sick of seeing them lose on a Friday night. I want to see all teams play, which is a fair enough statement as well. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's what people want to see. They want to see all teams play, yeah. I should imagine. But, you yeah. know, I can understand the network, though, going for the things that rate for them. But mm. it just it just doesn't strike me as fair. Just another was there really a Terry Campisi run? Hashtag on Twitter. It should have been. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I just wonder why he's getting all those messages about... I don't know, run, but run, maybe there was. Run, run, Terry, run. Run, uh, Terry, run. We certainly raised it on, on Grandstand locally yesterday, just pointing out the stats that uh, Raiders need him to run a little more. And I don't know. It sounded like uh, he was bombarded by messages calling on him to run more. Run more. Well, I think he got the message, don't you? Uh, grandstand on your local ABC. Let's uh, head back up to Mackay now uh, with the Knights this afternoon, including James McManus, who was surprised to learn that he was in the New South Wales origin side, uh, beat the Bulldogs 18 points to 12. The crowd there, uh, 9,742. Grant Bell and Daryl Griffiths uh, with us uh, once again this afternoon. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, I should imagine they have the same complaint as the Raiders. They've only got six free-to-wear games this year. Yeah, that's that's true, Julian, and I, and I think it's always an issue. And, you know, sometimes I think it's easy to go for the excuse of or the reasoning that... Uh, it's who rates well, and it, it's perhaps got a little bit to do with travelling uh, teams of uh, of uh, camera crews, etc., to to the more distant areas. But 
that's you wouldn't think would be the case at Canberra. And uh, the equity is important. And in a, in a tight market, I know from talking to people like Peter Jordan, etc., it's it's a very tight market to attract sponsors and the opportunities yeah. to be free to wear is very important. Well, the turnaround times as well, Grant. Like you're talking Broncos playing every Friday night, they've got a they've got a week break all the time. So mm. it's uh, the, the yeah, other thing it too doesn't uh, seem to be yeah. equitable. The other thing too, Grant, I was just and Daryl just talking about how it hard it is sometimes to attract players if if you're not on free to wear all the time. Uh, young players coming through and certainly talking to their managers if you're going to uh, they all talk about their brand these days the young players and, and if they're not going to be on free-to-air tv some of them find it very difficult to go to places where the teams aren't on free-to-air tv absolutely and, and i think it also it's a it's an opportunity to sell to them uh, you know not every uh, young aspiring footballer has access to uh, to pay television and uh, you know, the free-to-air tv teams are, are obviously more seen more regularly and there's no doubt it gives them an, an attraction from being visible, but also uh, that profiling of the individual player is so important. Uh, Matty Bowen uh, is due back, I think, in a couple of weeks' time for the, the Cowboys, around 19, around, around, 19, around yeah. 19 or 20 or something like that. But the Cowboys this week sort of signalled that he might not be there next year. They've, they've um, signed a, a young fellow from the Northern Pride, is that right? Yeah, they've signed, um, they've signed young Hezron uh, Murga. And um, and he's certainly a, a player of the future. I know uh, Laurie Spooner and her team has um, has spoken with uh, has watched them plenty of times up there and uh, seeing his son up there. And he's a player who really this year, Laurie, he's he's jumped ahead. Last year his form was a little bit you know fickle and he was a bit up and down, but he's come ahead a lot this year. Yeah, he has, Grant. You know how he's improved this past year. I think uh, a bit more weight and strength. He's able to to break the line easy he's probably got to watch the, under the high ball but you notice the pride didn't have him today and, and they went down they lost him in the, the warm-up with a slightly strained hamstring but no it's good to see and that, uh, they noticed him missing too today yeah. he, he definitely yeah. he adds something to their attack he's from he's an back. interesting player julian and probably in a lot of ways not dissimilar from from a matthew bowen sort of player he's a bit fluid of footy can uh sniff out an opportunity he can run and and he's not your structured or constructed sort of player as such yeah probably not as elusive as matthew more probably stronger and and a a good runner but no, it's good to see a, is a there a chance like that though that matty moen might get that he might end up at the northern pride next year it might be a swap. Oh, he might that, go there as an sort of an ambassadorial player. That's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. There's it been is. some talk. I don't think it's what Matthew's thinking at the moment. I know mm. Matthew's very keen to get himself back on the paddock. There was some talk during the week that uh, he may be ready for um, for Manly. Um, they, they were hopeful at one stage that he'd be ready for this week, um, but uh, but possibly next week. But I think now we, he ran on it for the first time during the week and the results sort of pushed him back a little bit from where, where they w- were at. So I know in his mind he's very keen to be playing. Personally, I'd, I'd love yeah. to see him have one more year, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, reckon that, I reckon, though, that uh, the way that Clint Greenshield is playing at the moment, uh, I mean, watching him today, he was very si- safe under the high ball and certainly with the, with the carry back from the kick through, um, I, I, he's really shone, I think, uh, when he's been given opportunities this year, Clint. Yeah, he's an interesting player. Last home game for the Cowboys, he was terrible under the high ball. Right. It was it was almost awkward to watch, uh, but he's complete in those other areas. You know, his kick returns from a ball coming back to him. He's he's quite complete in those other areas. He turns up, he pushes around, and he talks well. Um, but he's quite. We found him to be quite inconsistent under that high ball. 
And I think a fullback in the NRL these 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 days needs a bit of the X factor. And you know, he's safe and does his job well, but I think uh, needs you, to be able to contribute to, a little bit yeah, more in the half. Keep your hands off Anthony Milford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds exactly like him, Julian. Now, uh, Laurie, I believe you've uh, caught up with Wayne Bennett. We might hear from Wayne Bennett. Wayne, you must be pretty happy with the two points. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just happy that we tough to game out that we weren't playing well in, and uh, we don't have a history for that. And so, uh, and against a quality footy team as well. So uh, that's what the Bulldogs pride themselves on. You know, they'll stay tough and right throughout the contest, and they were today, and, and we stayed with them, and, and that's what I like, Laurie. Especially uh, those two errors, you know, you made the credit to the team. They hung in there and fought back strong. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, we weren't pretty, as I said. We just made too many errors in the wrong parts of the field and gave up what I thought was a couple of soft drives there first. How do you do that? Gave up. But, you know, in, in the, since I've been here, we would have just, you know, compounded all that and, and give, it, give up. We seem to have uh, lost Wayne Bennett there. We sounded a we bit seem slow to have there, lost that. Yeah, there's a, a little problem with the machine there, Julian, and it just well, it dropped. Off it just our day, stopped really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it has been quite challenging, I can tell you, down here at Mackay. Uh, there's been a few little technical issues with trying to run cables and get uh, get gear in, and uh, yeah, the Marantz just seems to have stopped there on us. Actually, it was a really good interview, and we we speak about how. He loves the farm, and there's so many really good cane farms up here. Oh, right, fair said, enough. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, I said, any chance of coming up, buying a cane farm? You know, North Queensland. And he said, oh, I need the cattle, and it was it was a good interview. But yes, all right, dead on us. Yeah, but it was um, <laughs> it's a little surprising. Uh, and there. and he, he 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 did mention that his his experienced players, you know, Danny Badiris, and Willie Mason. Uh, really helping the young boys out. Uh, it was a great interview, actually, with uh, Willie at the end of the game there. You're 3-2-1 quickly before we let you go and uh, hit the road to uh, Townsville home. Yeah, it, it was a, a game where we, the three points actually went to a player on the uh, on the losing team. Aidan Tolman was quite outstanding out there. His, uh, his involvement, his metres, his defence was very strong, and he came up with the three points. And uh, the two points went to Jared Mullen on the winning side, and uh, the veteran in, in Danny Badiris, who scored not only the winning try, but uh, but also was... Uh, was uh, I think instrumental in controlling the middle of the ruck and, and allowing his team to make the most of it. It was uh, it was a challenging game I think for both sides and one where uh, both were were probably more in difficulty trying to win it than than the others were to take it from them. Alrighty, okay. Well, I'll let you uh, go this afternoon. Uh, but thanks very much, uh, Grant Bell and the team there in Townsville with the uh, Knights defeating the Bull and uh, Mackay, I should say, uh, with the Knights uh, defeating the Bulldogs, 18 points to 12. Uh, Raiders beat the Cowboys, 26 points to 18. This is Grandstand, the Ice Bath on your local ABC on this uh, Sunday night at around about uh, four minutes to six. The ABC lead coach Matty Head joins us on the line now. Uh, Matty, you've had a look at the New South Wales Origin side. Uh, Nathan Merritt is gone, but there's additions in Aaron Woods. James McManus, who uh, learnt of his inclusion on the, uh, from the ABC this afternoon, and also Boyd Cordner from the Roosters. Uh, what, what do you make of those additions? Yeah, uh, I think it's a pretty good um, team. Obviously, it's, there's no real surprises. Um, you would imagine that um, Reynolds would have been the only probably touch-and-go one if you were going to go with him, but um, obviously Loz has thought if he was good enough for Origin 1, he's good enough for Origin 3, but I uh, just really like, I suppose, the last couple of days, I've probably 
uh, been vocal about that I think that New South Wales probably need to pick a squad of 20. Mm. Um, it gives your Gallons, your Haynes, and, and obviously now Greg Bird um, every opportunity to be to be fit. Um, they don't have to train early in the week because you've got other blokes that can fill in. So um, I just think that's the way they had to go, and, and hopefully they get every opportunity to play. And if they don't get to play, well, obviously them three that have been waiting, um, they're going to know everything that's going on in, under Loz's uh, regime. How long do you think Laurie will give them to prove their fitness? How long can he wait, do you think? Oh, oh well, obviously Origin's a whole different ball game or a whole different kettle of fish to, to what normal rugby uh, NRL is. I, I can't see why you can't give them until um, next Monday. Um be blokes like Gallon and uh, Hayne, who's wing, you know what Gallon's going to give you. Maybe the Greek bird's a little different because um, if you're going to bring... Boyd Corner in, maybe you'd want to give him a little bit more time, but um, I, I just think that they're not going to do a hell of a lot of training this week. You, well, you wouldn't imagine. It's just all going to be mental and, and who's be up for the game come uh, Wednesday week. And um, from my point of view, I don't, I don't see why you couldn't leave it till as late as next Monday, but I, I'm sure they'll probably um, give it to the weekend, hopefully, to for them players to prove themselves fit. Uh, Mitchell Pearce had a pretty good game for the Roosters last night against the Dragons as well. So uh, a lot of criticism about him all the time in the Blues squad, but uh, he really shone last night. He, he did. Uh, he did. Him and Jason, they were both great last night. But the only problem um, with Mitchell Pearce um, in the past is if his team's not going as good, he doesn't seem to perform, and, and not many halfbacks do. Um, obviously, there's the Andrew Johns that could play behind any pack. Jonathan Thurston's a little bit similar to that, but um, if, if Mitchell Pearce was forward pack and go forward for him, he's just as good as any half in the competition. Um, it's just a little bit on the other side when it's not going as good that sometimes he, he probably just doesn't uh, realise what his role is and, and sort of just um, take his opportunities when he can, kick long for as long as he can, make his tackles and all that kind of stuff. And But if you know if New South Wales' pack gets on, gets on top of Queensland, well, Mitchell Pearce is going to come to come into his own and um, I'm sure you can win the game for him. And uh, uh, just uh, uh, quickly, because we've uh, got the news coming up uh, shortly, James McManus, Laurie Daly tipped him uh, to have a big origin future. Yeah, well, he's, he's a finisher. And I think when you get the, a pat on the back from Wayne Bennett last week to say that he'd pick him in origin, maybe that's um, put him in a long, you know, a long set ahead. But I, I just would have thought in origin three, you, you may have went for somebody who's been there before just in case, um, especially if you're going to give Jared Haynes as long as you can, but yeah, McManus is a super player, and he's going to do him. He's going to do himself uh, proud if he gets a spot. He'll do New South Wales well, and um, I just think our wingers. We need to. Our wingers just need to start our man and, and not come in and um, take the take the wrong option. And, and McManus seems to be one of them players that he'll stick to a game plan and stick to who he's meant to tackle. So if he gets a start, I'm sure he'll do well. But I think for more New South Wales fans, um, if Jared Haynes plays, uh, they're a bigger chance of winning. I'm Matty Head, the ABC League coach on Twitter. Thanks for joining us tonight. Cheers, Sean. Cheers. OK, Matty Head there, the ABC league coach. That's the New South Wales side. We'll hear more from Laurie Daly coming up in the wrap next. Uh, Tim Gable, uh, thanks very much for your trying efforts this afternoon out of Canberra no problem, Stadium. Sir. Tim Gable there with us, and uh, thanks to the team in Mackay as well. The news is coming up next at 6 o'clock.